Welcome back to Don't Cut Me Off. It's been a great weekend. I'm here to get into a conversation with you today. So buckle up, get ready, and let's ride out. Come on. How you guys doing today? I am Chief Weave, and I'm here to give you conversation about sports and entertainment. Hell of a weekend. We've seen a lot of different teams uh, step up, and we saw a lot of different teams fall. That's why I like to watch the playoffs and um, let it play out instead of passing judgment so quick and so early. Um, I'm going to grind my gears today. And you know I like to grind my gears. I'm grinding my gears about Kevin Durant and how a lot of the sports people are coming against him and talking about how they disappointed in Kevin Durant because of his level of play. And Kevin came out and said himself that he's thinking too much. And when I look at Kevin Durant, I just couldn't understand that statement. But the more I thought about it, I know why he's thinking too much because of the unwanted pressure that they put on him. And this is what happens when you compare people like him and LeBron, who are totally two different people. And what people don't seem to understand is Kevin Durant is a superstar that's not a leader. And I want you to follow me here when I say this. When I say he's a superstar and a lot of leader, I mean, he's not Magic Johnson who plays and make other people better around him. He's not Chris Paul who leads and makes everyone better around him. He's not Isaiah Thomas or any great point guard or player that elevates players around him. He is a superstar that's a great player in a position that can help you win a championship. And what I mean by that, if you look at Carmelo Anthony, that's a good example. Potent score. Somebody who can give you 30 to 40 points and help you to blow out a team. But he's not the orchestrator. You know, you got a handful of players that can do that. Larry Bird was one. You don't have a lot of players that's a superstar and can also lead a team and put a team on his back. And we've seen glimpses of that with Kevin Durant. 
whether you like it or not, he helped elevate OKC with the help of, not by himself, with the help of other players. And that's where we have to get an understanding. He has never been that player if we ever look at him. But we get a lot of people that want to come down on him and watch his every move. Kevin Durant just want to hoop. I think he, he actually, he doesn't listen to the noise. He don't want to listen to the noise. But I'm grinding my gears because I'm not finna come against KD like that. I'm, I'm gonna say, hey man, this is the player. In moments, he'll lead you. And in other moments, he's just another player, but he's 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 better than that, if you know what I'm saying. He he Y'all know what I'm saying. Like LeBron, you know, he's a different type of player, man. Like Le LeBron does everything. KD does KD. Get him the ball, he take you off the dribble, pull up, shoot in your face. He'll ice you for 45, 50, easy. And a blowout win. But he he ain't putting up the stats. 25, 30 points, 10 rebounds. 12 assists. That ain't never been a stat line. It ain't never been a stat line. He's a major piece of winning a championship. He's the person that you need when winning a championship. But he's not the person that leads that holds it all together. He's the one that hits the big shots. He never really had a stable. And when I say a stable, sometimes when you won into a championship, the leader is either A, a player who, who, who gets everybody where they need to be, two, a great coach that puts players around their big dog that helps to help them win a championship or see a full team. Meaning everybody plays a vital role. So today my topic is things ain't always what it seems. So let's get it going. So, this past weekend, we've been watching the NBA playoffs, and we've been watching a lot of great games. We've uh, watched the Milwaukee Bucks go up 3-1, and in that particular series, I was shocked to hear Zach Levine complain about how they're playing him and how he can't really do anything because they're, 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 they're crowding the lanes. And I, I couldn't believe I heard that because this is what I say. You find out who are the true superstars in the league through play in the playoffs. And when someone can game plan for you, it's your job and your coach's job and your assistant coach's job to help you to be able to overcome 
when teams are collapsing the pocket, when teams are double teaming you. Your coach has to set up plays to get you open. So when Zach was saying that, I was like, wow, man, NBA pressure. That should have never came out of Zach's mouth. That's frustration because the Bucks are playing great D on him and not allowing him to do what he wants to do. A great player above uh, rises above those type of situations. And if you got a great coach, the coach goes back to the tape, brings your player back, brings the team back, and you figure out ways to get your player going, whether it's through pick and rolls, whether it's through uh, transition play, just to get him going. But you never make the statement that a team is not allowing you to do something. They don't supposed to. That's not the job. The job is to not let you go down the lane or have your favorite sweet spot. And he should know that already. He's been in the league. He's getting a lot of money. He's a basketball player. The goal is to stop the opposition. Giannis had to deal with it. Budenholzer had to figure out how to put Giannis in a better situation. And then Giannis did something about it. When all they said that he can do is dunk, Giannis went out and started shooting jumpers and got better at that. Now you got to come out and play him on that. When they said, well, hell, when he catched the, the ball on the block, foul him. He can't shoot free throws. Giannis went back, got better at shooting free throws. Now he's hitting free throws at a 70% clip. So now you can't stop that. You can't just put him on a the, on the foul line. He'll hit two free throws. He'll hit uh, go on a streak where he hit a lot of free throws. He'll hit a couple threes. You got to respect that. You try to build a wall, it don't matter. Why? Because they got shooters around him now. So you can't just build a wall. He'll kick it. That's why you build your team from the bottom up. You don't sit there and just rely on one or two players and not have the proper the proper team around him in order to excel. The Bulls are a good team. They're not a great team. They are a team that can win a series, but the series has to be the right series. Once they got matched with the Bucks, that wasn't the good series matchup for them. The Bucks are too long, and, and the Bucks are not built off just one player. As you can see, them losing Middleton didn't affect the train. The train is still rolling. LeVange, Zach just got to understand, bro, you got to be better in the playoffs. It's not the regular season. Billy Donovan got to figure out how to get your star players, which is DeRozan and LeVane, get them better opportunity. And that's where you need a true point guard who can orchestrate the offense because the point guard is basically the coach on the floor. That's why Magic and John Stockton are some of the greatest point guards. They not only scored, but they put their best players in good situations. Some point guards are point for are point shoot shoot shooters. And what I say is they play the point, but they don't run the point. 
and I like Caruso, but he's not a point guard that makes everyone better. He's a solid guard that makes plays here and there and that can score and that can do what he need and do and does what it needs to be done to be a starter in the league. But he's no Chris Paul. But not many people are Chris Paul. But this is why I say, man, playoff basketball is different. And then we make all these fast assumptions. No. When you're in the playoffs, the better team win in a series. So you have to adjust game to game. You have to elevate your game. That's what Giannis has done every year. And that's why the Bucs won the championship last year. Chris Middleton elevated his game. You need star players, not just one, multiple star players. You also need great bench play. And you also need a good coach. It matters. Coaching matters. And it's being, it's being we're witnessing it in the playoffs. But not only coaching, having your players fully healthy matters. Please, anyone, name me a team that won a championship that most of their key players were hurt. You can't. Name me a, a team that, ha- that, 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 that didn't have a whole bunch of star players but won a championship. You can't. It's only one, Detroit Pistons. Most of the time, you got multiple star players. You got, you got very important, solid bench play with a very important six-man uh, uh, that, 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 that gives you bucket and a lot of solid players. Oh, and by the way, you do play some type of defense. What the Bulls is learning is you got to be better. You got to be better. Moving on. Denver Nuggets just got by Golden State. We watched Jokic get his numbers. I still don't believe that Jokic is the MVP of the league. But they were able to save face and not get swept. They're losing this series. And the reason they're losing this series is for the reason that I said before. They don't have all of their players. They don't have it. So if you don't have all your players, you're not going to beat a team like the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors are healthy. Their players that they need to win a championship are healthy. The Warriors have two superstar players. They have a solid star player in green defensively and who also runs the offense so everybody else can put them in places. Jordan Poole, an up-and-comer. Wiggins, Andrew, 
an up-and-coming star player in the league. Pool. Up-and-coming star player in the league. Gary Payton, the second solid player coming off the bench. Where they lack in height, they kill you in scoring. They play great team defense. And they've always been the model of when you play together for a long time, it's like a fine wine. The continuity is beautiful. That helps them to overcome things like not having a center when you can shoot somebody out the building. The team they're taking on is depleted. Jamal Murray, Porter, they're not fully healthy. The sad thing that you hate about sports is that we never truly always get to see all the teams go at it fully healthy. We're always saying, man, such and such was hurt. If he was there, they would have won. We say that a lot. Kyrie said it when he was with Cleveland and they lost to Golden State. And he probably was right. LeBron did his best, but he needed that extra oomph. That's why I said you can't put all the pressure on one player no matter how great they are. An engine runs with a lot of moving parts. You can't have an engine without the oil. You can't have the engine without spark plugs. You need all of your moving parts. And the most important parts to an engine is the oil. You can have a beautiful brand spanking new engine. All the parts are there. The only thing you don't have in it is the oil. LeBron is the oil. Chris Paul is the oil. It gets everything going. Everything's shooting on all cylinders. Jokovic is playing with an engine that doesn't have his oil, which is Jamal Murray. It's put putting along. It's about to break. It has a leak. You put the oil in and the oil slowly leaks out. The engine can't maintain its power to be able to run at full power. And that's what right now they're dealing with. I'm not making an excuse. You play with what you have. But that's the importance of drafting and develop. That's the importance of having a full team and not a partial team. See, I hate it. I hate a situation where you only can play eight players out of 12 or 15, however many they can have in the playoffs. You see the rest of the players sit on the bench. What is the purpose to have you on the team if you cannot participate in helping me to win? If I'm paying you to be a cheerleader. Hell, just have eight players on the team. No, that's not logical. But if you can't, get a solid 12 to me it's a handicap you dang near have to have multiple injuries to get those players to play and then when they don't perform at level people want to come down on them well hell he ain't played all year what do you expect what the hell do you expect a player to do if they haven't played all year
And then when they do play in the regular season and they look promising, promising, they don't get any clock in the playoffs. It's so backwards and counterproductive. Listen, I get hated on in my own city, my own sportscasters. People don't, people, it's a competition. People are not going to throw you a bone. They're not going to help you out. They're not going to do anything. I asked somebody, hey, I got a podcast. I gave the name, you know, woo, woo, woo. Man, shot it. Said said they'll do it, didn't do it, shot it down. It's hate. Who cares? It don't stop me. I keep it moving. Yet, I support their show. But it's all good. I move around. Keep it going. I got flop followers up and down. It ain't going to stop. I'm going to keep the flow. Because it takes dedication. And that's what these teams need to understand. You have to dedicate yourself in the offseason to get better. You have to play hard and try to stay healthy throughout the season through training and conditioning. Some things you can't stop. A knee injury, a back injury, those are things that are tricky. You can't play around with those. A sprained ankle, you can come back off of that. But anything that's a major injury, it takes time to recover. So you pray to stay healthy this season so you can be at your fullest when you go against these teams. Joker, I just don't think he's the player to lead. It's Jamal Murray. I think Joker is the superstar that gives you the points you need to beat a team in a series. But Jamal is the one that gets everybody to spots that they need to be at and also hits clutch shots in the moment that also helps lead. And that's why it's important to have every single piece of your team that's needed to win healthy. If you don't, it's a good chance you're going to lose when you go against a great team that has all their players. They're not beating Golden State. They need to have everyone, and they don't. That series is dead. Utah, Dallas. If Utah don't beat Dallas, that team's going to get broken up. There's no continuity there. You got your two-star players, or maybe one in Dominic Mitchell, don't really like Rudy Gobert. And it goes back to the COVID situation where Rudy played, played, played games with it and got people sick. That's that people could have died. Being an athlete don't stop you from dying. That's serious. I believe that Mitchell forgave him, but I think Mitchell probably just don't want to be there anymore. All the money in the world when you have it don't mean nothing if you ain't happy. And I believe that Donovan is ready to move on. So this series is important because for Utah, it extends whatever they may have left of a nucleus to win a championship. Because they have a good team. They got good players. They got a score. They got solid uh, contribution with other players around them. They're underplaying. They got the defense. They're not playing at a championship level, and they haven't been playing like that all year. 
And then they're coming up against a scrappy Dallas team that's capable of beating anybody. They have their superstar player in Luka. And he has good players around him. He doesn't have another superstar player, but he has a lot of solid players around him. And they play halfway decent defense. But the key for them is they have a leader. They have someone that was at the position to make players a better around him in Jason Kidd. And if you look at Luka, he helps players get better around him. 36-10 and 10, triple doubles. He understands that he's the man that has to take the big shots. He's the man that has to score. But he also understands, I need help. If Luka was in a situation where he was scoring all the time, he would become mentally exhausted. And he would say, we need to get better as a team, and I need help. I'm telling you, players do love the score. They do, they do love the numbers, but they, at, at some point, it weighs on them mentally. They want to win. That's why players, superstar players, great players, over time, they leave and they run to seek a championship. Damian Lillard, he deserves a championship. Great player. He's been leading, but he needs help. What they had wasn't enough. You need more. Chris Paul, he deserves a championship. Everywhere he went, when he had his team on the cups, something happened. Injury. They lose a, a, a lead that they shouldn't have lost. But with Chris, it was always him being injured. Mental collapses from other players. It, it affects you when you don't perform in the playoffs. And that's why Utah, again, a team that's good enough to be in the playoffs, but not a team good enough to win a championship. Because, again, first you have to have a good starting five. You have to have good, solid star players. You have to have a good coach. And I'm not saying their coach is not good. But when everybody's not on the same page, when you're not playing at a championship level going in, you hoping and you praying to catch fire in the playoffs, but that's a bad way to go in. Because if you ain't been playing like that all season, it's pretty unlikely that you're going to go into the playoffs and that's going to happen. Especially in a series where teams begin to adjust and try to take away your best players. And you really do need other players to step up. So if I had to say, I'm leaning towards more Dallas winning a series. But I'm not saying that Utah couldn't win it. Minnesota and Memphis. Another good series. Memphis again. Probably thought they would be done with Minnesota, but Minnesota got the qualities that you need. They have a star big man, a star shooting guard, a star point guard in D'Angelo Russell. They have solid bench play, Malik Beasley. They have a solid team. Now what they lack, and something that is what, what Memphis has, is Memphis has all those things, but they have a superstar player. And they have toughness when it comes to 
atoms. See, again, mental toughness, physical toughness, uh, 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 offensive, offensive and defensive pedigree. You always have certain players that ignite certain aspects of your team. Adams ignites the defense aside of Memphis, where all of them play at a high level. John Morant ignites the offense side of the team, where his high-flying acrobats and going to the bucket and dunking ignites the offense and other players to play at a high level. They don't necessarily have that all-world point guard. They play. It's a balance. But most definitely, Memphis showed that they can win, but they can't win a championship without Morant. And Morant can't win a championship without the players that he has on the team that plays the way the way they're playing. It would be beautiful for John Morant to have another star player next to him. Now we're talking. You have to have multiple stars. You have to have a good defense, and you have to have good coaching. You have to almost have everything. And in order to sometimes get by all that, you have a great player that just elevates everyone around them. And and despite the coach still win. So that series. Ah. Minnesota, I uh uh Memphis, I think in the end. Again, I can't say, but if I had to lean, I lean towards Memphis. I lean, I lean towards Memphis because Memphis got a, a lot of scrappiness to him with the toughness of the defense. Bain, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Bain is a defender, a shooter. They they know what they need to do, but I believe these type of series, man, it gets you prepared when you don't just ease through the playoffs and you you hit some type of adversity. It prepares you better for when you have a tough series. It really does. It prepares you better when you have a tough series. The Nets and Boston. They're coming down on Kevin. But I'm going to tell you like this. They're coming down on Kyrie. But I'm going to tell you like this. Let's be real. I'm going to hold KD accountable for not being able to elevate his game. But I'm also not going to be disrespectful to the Boston Celtics defense. Because what people don't understand, what y'all doing now, is y'all really low-key are basically saying the only reason um, KD ain't struggling because he just hit, just not missing and just not stepping up. No, he's being defended by a great up-and-coming superstar, or hell, a superstar in Jason Tatum that has obviously worked on his defense, and we already know he got his offense. You're dealing with wings, Jalen Brown, offensively, defensively. You're dealing with Marcus Smart, 
defensive juggernaut, defensive player of the year, worked on his offense. Boston has good players on the bench. They play great team defense. They have a great young coach who understands you can't let a Hall of Fame player, a transcending scorer, get to any of his spots. You have to crowd him. And if the other team, and this is where coaching comes in at, Steve Nash was a great point guard on the floor, but he's not the point guard on the floor as a coach. That's where he needed an extension of himself. Kyrie has never been that type of point guard. Kyrie is a point guard that's a shooting guard. You need a true point guard who can be the extension of your coach. They got Dragic. Dragic is not the same no more. I'm sorry. He's not. He's older. Look at that Nets roster. Let's be realistic. Kevin Durant said he's thinking too hard. No, it ain't that he's thinking too hard. They're playing him tough. They're being physical. See, what people don't understand is you have to make players work for every shot. When you got somebody complaining or thinking too hard, it's because you're playing good defense. And then you see sportscasters or other ex-players or other players take shots. Well, that's why you need to step up in the playoffs. Everybody can't step up in the playoffs. In some cases, you're right. In some cases, you're right. If we look at cases of players that they're great in the regular season, but they're terrible in the playoffs, you're right. Prime example is Kevin, Kevin, uh, uh, not Kevin, but um, James Harden. I just don't understand how a man that great in the regular season can't maintain in the playoffs. But Kevin Durant, no. No. He's a superstar player that can give you superstar scoring. He's never been a leader, and that doesn't make him any less of a failure than any other player in his position. He's always been the best player on a good team. Steph Curry can lead a team, score, and he also has help with Draymond playing point forward that helps everybody get into their spots, and he can bring the ball up. Let's look at that Nets team. Let's be realistic here. You got Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Those two can score 45 apiece and still lose the game because you're going to rely on other players around you. They broke their team up. That's not a healthy team. No excuses. They want to talk about Ben Simmons, how he's looking like a fashion model on the side. He has a back problem. It's disrespectful to say somebody is fake. He's been cleared. Just because you cleared don't mean you can play. A back is very tricky, especially if it's spasms. Look at Jamal Murray. It's been well over a year. They said in practices they had his, he had his moments where he looked like his old self. Then he had moments where he had no confidence. 
it's not worth putting your career online because people want to side talk. Players, other ex-players want to side talk. If you're not in the position of these players that has uh, 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 that can lose millions and millions of dollars, I get it. I understand. Your competitive fire should make you want to get out of there. What did the competitive, the competitive fire do to Anthony Hardaway when he wanted to play in an all-star game after coming off that knee injury? It ruined his career. Screw the fans at some moments in your career. Screw what other people are saying. Your health is more important. Clay Thompson said it best. You have a future. You don't put your future at risk because of people talking. Clay came back when Clay was 1,000% ready, mentally and physically, even though he was cleared. Why wouldn't people talking crazy about him? Kevin Durant, he stayed out the full time till he was cleared and comfortable to play. He's been playing at a high level. He's coming up against a great defensive team that already knows, hey, the Nets only got two players. Let's make it hard for them and make other players step up. That's the importance of having other great players or other good players around you. So when your star player is struggling, you can still win games. Kyrie and Kevin is not enough. I'm not coming down on those players because they're great players. Kevin already led a team. He led Golden State. He don't have anything to prove. He has two championships. He has an MVP. He has an MVP in the finals. Who cares what everybody's talking about? Kevin is not LeBron. Stop making comparisons. Kevin is Kevin. LeBron is LeBron. Two different type of players. Kyrie is not Chris Paul. Kyrie is Kyrie. Always been Kyrie. Scoring guard. Unstoppable. Okay on defense. Kevin Durant has never been a defensive juggernaut. Always been an offensive juggernaut. He have moments where he displays both. He plays hard. He doesn't give up on plays. Kevin just want to play ball. That's why he don't pay attention to people. He's not like Westbrook, where things can get to you or get to him mentally. He'll tell you, man, I'm just here to hoop. I'm not here to talk. And I believe that he is thinking too much because I believe that it comes from everyone just talking noise. And I think he's really trying to get everybody involved because he know they can't beat Boston with just him alone. He can't keep going down and gunning. What do you want from him? He can come down and shoot and shoot. And then you're going to say, why is he shooting? Why is he forcing shots? Again, the importance of coaching. Steve Nash. It's not that great of a coach. He has not put Kyrie and Kevin in good positions against this defense. Budenhauser dealt with the same thing with Giannis when they built the wall. They had no answer for it. That's why they had to go out and get shooting. That's why Giannis had to go out and put some more tricks in his bag. So a team can't do that anymore against them. And now look at it. Great outside shooting. Great defense. Unstoppable force. I would love to see the Nets fully healthy. I believe that they're a good team. I believe that they can win a championship if fully healthy. They made some mistakes along the way. When you got one of the richest owners, you should have you kept Levert. You should have kept... Um, forgot the other player they had. Other guard. 
that was good as well with Levert. They both averaged 20. Uh, Dimwitty. You should have kept both of those players. Should have found a way to keep those players. Think about it right now in these moments where Kevin is getting doubled and, and he's struggling to get his shot off because they're playing great D on him. Dimwitty, Levert would have came in handy. Would have came in handy. Right now, what would you kill would have a veteran point guard that knows how to run an offense. You had a player in James Harden that decided he didn't want to be part of a team anymore. He's a great facilitator. You lose him. You get Ben Simmons. That would have been a great boost offensively and defensively because Ben can still get to the bucket. But he's not healthy. And you want to trot him out here to risk his career? People want to make fun? I'm glad that he's not paying attention and ignoring. Keep it. Because it's not their body. It's not their career. They're not going to lose millions. They're making money talking. They're not out there playing. Shut up. A back injury is serious. Nets need a team. They don't have it. They still got only two moving parts. They're not healthy. Aldridge is old. Griffin is old. That's why they're not playing. But at this point, you're down 3-0. Everybody needs to play. The Nets need a shot of adrenaline. They're not going to win this series playing the same way. Steve Nash has to adjust or they're done. They're already done. But they could they should they have to get one win. You have to get one win. It's not it's not it's not it's not gonna they can't go out like that. They just can't. And I just wish these 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 people on sports radio just chill with that. I get it. I get it. Kevin left. Yeah, that's what he get. You know, they're glorified. They're happy. They're, they're, just, they're salivating because he's losing or struggling. Man, it's Boston, man. I'm going to get Boston love. I care how great you is. You play good defense. It's better than good offense any day. I care how great you are. You can shut a team down. Shut a player out. That's how you win championships. I'm loving it. I love what Boston is doing. They're making it very hard for Kevin. And Kevin said he's thinking too much because he's never been flustered like that. They're consistently fluster, flustering him and making it frustrating for him. Now he got to come back and figure it out. That's why I love back basketball. It's chess, not checkers. Can't come to the chess game playing checkers with a checker mindset. You got to come to the chess game with a chess game mindset. And right now, Steve Nash is being outcoached. Coaching matters. Adjustment matters. Miami Heat. They're going to win this series. But McMillan is a good coach. They're not going out. Without a bang. Again, they're not healthy either. 
And I just you want to see these series where teams are fully healthy, so you don't have to have that conversation. But that's that's life, man. It happens. No one is guaranteed to have a healthy roster going in. And if you don't dedicate yourself to being healthy and conditioning during the playoffs and the regular season and your off season, so when you come to the playoffs, you figure out a way to stay healthy. It don't have anything to be do with how many games you're playing. That's a cop out. 82 games have been played for a long time. You have seen teams and players be healthy throughout an 82-game series. Do you manage? Yes, you can manage. But it ain't the 82 games. It's your conditioning. When you get to the point where you don't focus on your craft anymore, we get the financial part of you set for the rest of your life, but your job is to be in the best condition in your life. Your job is to come in and work on trying to stay healthy. Your job is is to be on the floor, then during the regular season, you should focus more on your job and not what's going on on the outside. Because on your offseason, you have the time to play and do whatever you want to. But when the season comes back around, you need to be serious. You need to be ready to go. And a lot of these players don't do that, and it's, and it's evident in the regular season. And I think a lot of teams now and players need to focus on making sure these guys are healthy, better conditioning, and they need to focus on telling these players, look, when the season is a month away, you need to start getting ready. You need to start cut out all the outside noise. It's time to do your job. I'm not paying you to, to underperform. Anybody getting paid millions of dollars, it's a disgrace that you're underperforming. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should be playing at a high level at all times. Take your craft seriously. It's only a few a few players you see doing that. That's why you love players like LeBron and Giannis. You see Kawhi Leonard. He doesn't. He when he gets hurt, he doesn't take a chance on um, coming back early. He makes sure he's healthy. He set out this whole season. He wasn't going to risk his career and the last little bit of uh, financial uh, uh, benefit he gets to have. He's going to make sure he's healthy. So hopefully we'll see the Clippers at full strength next year. Hopefully all these teams that are not at full power, we'll be able to see them at full power. Right now, when you're going up against a team that's fully loaded and is playing at a high level, and you ain't bringing it all, it's likely that you're not going to make it through the playoffs. That's just facts. That's just pure facts. And Atlanta ain't going down without a fight. And my dreams are dreams that all the teams are healthy, so there is no doubt when a team loses or wins. The Miami Heat, Still going to win that series. They got everything that you look for in winning a championship. Star players, good bench, good shooting, great defense. And to top it off, a great coach. I really appreciate talking with you guys. I'm most definitely... Going to be back talking again. 
But like I always tell you guys, man, it's always a pleasure. I really do appreciate the support. And I'm going to continue to try and do what I can do to keep bringing the heat. Other than that, you guys, you have a blessed day. And I'm out of here. I said some things I shouldn't have said. And I'm sorry. But you know, ever since that day, yeah, 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 yeah. I vowed to myself. Yeah.